Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Virtualicious Podcast. It's great to have you here. So, we are two weeks into the new year, 2021, in case you're listening in the future. And it's this time of year when all those New Year's resolutions literally go to pop. Um, I'm serious. Like my, my no chocolate resolution lasted for not even a day. It was a matter of hours before I caved in and I had chocolate. And I, re- I just can't give up my chocolate. I love chocolate so much. <laughs> so that's failed. But a New Year's resolution actually is working for me right now. It's meal planning. And it's down to my meal planner journal, and in particular, it's it's down to the framework that I've set up in that meal planner journal. And I wanted to talk to you about that framework. So the meal planner journal is available to, da- uh, to buy, the link's in the show notes, but the framework around that I'm going to discuss with you for free. It's in the podcast here. I'm doing a mini-series on the meal planning journal framework. Um writing it about it in my blog and I've also got a checklist which is in the show notes below there's a link to it so that's free that's all free so um yeah like new year's resolutions chocolate not gone so well meal planning is going well and it's all because of the system around it James Clear um, wrote a book called Atomic Habits and I've been watching a lot of his YouTube um, videos. I love it. It's so good. And what he talks about is, is if you want to achieve a goal, it's great to define that goal. But in order to achieve that goal, you have to set yourself up with an easy to follow system, a fail proof system. So um, I created a system that works. I'm so proud of this. I'm so happy because it really works. I've been using my system and um, it's been a game changer. I have been able to stick to uh, my meal plans. I have been saving um, food. So like it's been, we've been having to shop less and also been able to eat um, all the food that's been cooked and um, finding time to cook, um, spending less time cooking, spending less time thinking what we're going to have for dinner tonight, what we're going to have for lunch, what we're going to have for breakfast. It's just been awesome. So basically, I've got more time, I've got less stress, and I'm eating better food all because of this new system. My meal planner journal is available. Um, I'm going to send, I'll put a link in the show notes below so that you can easily find it if you want to buy it. But the framework around that is, um, I'm just going to give that away to you for free. You know, we're going to talk about it on the podcast. I've got my website, but I've got the blogs. Um, I've also got a checklist to make um, going through the framework super easy. You know, it's just it's just got um, points for you to do to implement the framework without, you know, having to get stuck in the detail. It's brilliant. And if you want that, again, the link is in the show notes. You can download that for free. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically, I just wanted to share the framework with you guys because I think it's so powerful and so strong. And to celebrate the launch of the Mill Planner Journal, that's why we're focusing on it. And what's the first thing when it comes to meal planning? It's shopping list. Okay, so if you love what you're hearing, hit subscribe and spread the word. Tell a friend, share the love. Okay, so let's dive into shopping lists and how to make them simple, effective, easy, and really, you know, a game changer. So the first thing about shopping lists is 
organizing the shopping list. Now for me, I think that they should be organized by aisle. So um, whether you're going physically into the shop or as these days we're doing more and more often because of the pandemic, online shopping, um, the, the shop is still laid out by aisle. You know, you've got your dairy in one place, you've got your ready meals in another place, your meats are in one section. And so it's worth organizing your shopping list by aisle. That means that when you go into the supermarket or online, all the things that you want for that particular section are in the same place in the shopping list. And it makes it so much easier because you're not going all the way up and down the shopping list to see whether there's any other items that you need from that particular area because it's all on the same place in the shopping list. And it just, it mentally frees you up. And also when you're making a shopping list, it makes it really easy to, um, makes it much easier to remember what needs to go in that um, in that section. So if it's organised by section, you say, okay, right, um, I need, I'm doing my dairy section now, what needs to go on the shopping list? Well, you know, it's going to be things like eggs, milk, cheese, and it's much easier to think, oh yeah, I've run out of cheddar, I need to put that on. Whereas if you just got a blank shopping list, you're like, right, you know, how do you kind of generate the ideas from that? So honestly, organising by aisle is a game changer. I've been doing it for years and it really, really helps. The other thing I would say is when you write your shopping list, put the amounts that you need if you know that, right? So if you're doing your recipe and you need a tin of tomatoes, write down one tin of tomatoes or 400 gram tin of tomatoes so that when you're shopping, you know that you need one tin, not two. Um, if you have, um, if it's vegetables and you need um, 200 grams of, let's say, tomatoes or carrots, write that down so that you know when you're in the supermarket and you've got like loose carrots and you've got a bag of, you know, a kilo of carrots, you're not think, scratching your head thinking, oh, well, I don't know how many carrots I need. You know, should I get one? Should I get two loose carrots or should I get the kilo? So writing down the amounts really, really helps when you know that you, you're going to need a specific amount. Right. Now, this is the next thing is a master shopping list, right? This is something that I've never seen anyone really talk about before. But having a master shopping list takes some time, but it's the groundwork to save you time in the future. So this is where you write all the things that you always want in your house right? So this isn't the one-off things, but it's your basics that you know that if you've got this stuff, then you're set. You can cook the way you normally want to cook. So for example, um, you always need tins of tomatoes. <laughs> I'm obsessed with tomatoes. You need tins of tomatoes, you need milk, bread, eggs, sugar. You know, these are your basics, your staples. You always need a mixture of vegetables, so you don't have to list the vegetables. If you always have, I don't know, if you always have tomatoes, let's just say, let's stick to tomatoes. If you always need tomatoes in the house, then put tomatoes on your, on your shopping list. But if, like for me, when I cook, I don't need specific vegetables generally, but if I have a combination of vegetables, a few to choose from, that's fine. So then I've just put vegetables on my shopping list, on my master shopping list. And that way, when I'm doing my weekly shopping list, I can skim through my master shopping list and see whether there's anything that I've forgotten to add and needs adding. So it's a brilliant way 
of just making sure that you don't forget things. Um, and the way to construct your master shopping list is by basically raiding your fridge, your freezer, your cupboards, everything, and looking through and figuring, and you'll know when you go through it, oh yeah, I always need, I don't know, tomatoes, should we say tomatoes? <laughs> we always need tomatoes, I always need cornflakes. I, I don't always need cornflakes, by the way. But, all, you know, all these other things that you need, pasta, grains, like rice, for example, basmati rice, I need that in the house. You know, I might be able to go without it for a week, but generally that's a staple. So that's going on my master shopping list. So, right, that's your master shopping list done. Very important. Um, again, the master shopping list um, should be organised by aisle. And ideally, it's organised in the same way as your weekly shopping list. And the reason for that is that then you, it's easy to kind of spot, oh, okay, I'm doing dairy at the moment. Let me look at the dairy section of the master shopping list. Yep, yeah, got all of that done. It makes life so much easier. So let's go back to your weekly shopping list now. So how to, we've talked about organising it by aisle um, and adding the amounts. And the other thing is it should be updated constantly. So making a shopping list isn't an exercise to do before you go to the supermarket you know, to sit down and write the shopping list. It's more something that you do on an ongoing basis. So once you've got the template that's, you know, got sections for each aisle, you then add to that throughout the week. So when something finishes, so say, you know, you finish your cornflakes, then you can be like, okay, right, just add cornflakes straight to the shopping list so that it doesn't get forgotten. And the way that you date your shopping list differs according to what method to use to keep the shopping list. So I'm going to go through a, different, uh, a few different methods of keeping a shopping list. So the first one, the traditional one, the one that I grew up on, which was having a piece of paper and a pen floating around the kitchen uh, where you just write the shopping list down. Uh, and that's great because it's handy, you know, it's there, just write things down as and when they run out. And generally you're in the kitchen when things run out. Um, sometimes you're not. And that can be a problem. So we need another mechanism to remember um, or note down the things that we remember when we're not in the kitchen. Um, so, you know, cleaning products, um, loo roll, all of those things that need to be added um, to the shopping list, but they're not in the kitchen. By the time you get to the shop, well, I don't know, if you feel like me, I'll be like, oh, I'll, just, I'll add that when I get into the kitchen. By the time I get down to the kitchen, completely forgotten, and I'll be sitting down in the evening watching TV and I'll think, oh, I forgot to add that to the shopping list. I'll do that in a minute and then again I'll forget. So for me, I really need a mechanism to be able to remember to add it to my shopping list. And I'll give you some tips on that in a moment. Um, the problem with having a paper... Um, paper shopping list, a piece of paper floating around, is that it's not by aisle, unless you literally write down all the aisles and organise it in that way. Um, you know, which you can do. Um, I would recommend you trying to do that. It does save time. And the other thing about paper um, is that if you've just got a loose piece of paper floating around, it can get lost. Um, and that is a problem. <laughs> especially when you're like, you made a great shopping list and then it gets lost and it feels like a waste of time. It can leave you feeling quite deflated. Um, and so it's worth trying to use a book, 
you know, because a book is less likely to get lost. Um, and in fact, in my meal planner journal, which is a book, um, you've got the weekly shopping list in there that is organized by aisle. And um, it's, you have a different shopping list for each week, the sections for each week, one of in each section, one of the things you have is a weekly shopping list, and that's organized by aisle. Um, and it's in a book, so it won't get lost. And the idea is that um, before you go shopping, you take a picture of that, and off you go. Um, and by having it as a picture, if you don't have internet connection in the supermarket, it doesn't matter because you've still got your picture. Um, but again, it's in the kitchen and you need a mechanism to add other things to it when you remember things when you're not in the kitchen. And this is where electronic devices come into their own. So nearly everyone's got a phone now and they've got a notes app on the phone. And what I do is I have a notes app and I have set up one particular note which has sections for all the different aisles. And as I remember things when I'm out and about or when I'm, I'm in different parts of the house, I'll open the notes app and write it down in the particular section. Um, and that's great. You always have your phone on you. You've got it by aisle. And, you know, it just works. But the thing with the notes app, and I don't actually use that anymore, is that you do have to take your phone out of your, you know, take your phone out, open the notes app, go to the particular note that you want to put your shopping list in, and then write it down. So there is a little bit of faff involved in doing that, and that's why I don't use it anymore. And what I use now is um, my trusted Alexa. So um, I love Alexa. Again, it's got some positives and some negatives. On the positive side, you when you're in the house, you can literally just speak. Um, Alexa, put tin tomatoes on the shopping list and she'll just do that and it's brilliant. Um, the negative is that it's not organised by aisle. So what I do actually is I have, so I have a combination of my shopping list that's in my meal planner journal and the Alexa shopping list. And then just before I'm about to go shopping or you know in the day before, whatever, I will um, ask Alexa to read my shopping list and as she reads it out, I'll add each item to the relevant area in the shopping list. And I just think that system works so well together. It really works for me. Um, the If you don't have my meal plan in general, the other good thing that you can, or if you're not using a paper system, um, the other good thing about Alexa is that she will text you or email you the shopping list. So you don't, because the problem with um, with the Alexa app that I had is when I went to my supermarket, they didn't have internet reception as soon as I get, you know, halfway, as soon as you get past the bit, you know where the flowers are in the magazines? As soon as you get past that bit, there's no reception in my supermarket. And so it was great. I had a shopping list, but I couldn't read the shopping list because I couldn't access it on the Alexa app. But what Alexa now does is that they text you or email you the shopping list. You have to ask it to text you or email you it. And then when you're in the shopping, um, in the supermarket, you can see the list. However, it's not organised by aisle. Um, so it's a bit, it's not as great. It's a bit clunky. And it's a bit clunky to get it to text you or email you. Um, so I do prefer to still 
transfer some of those the items that I've put on the shop, on the Alexa shopping list onto my meal planner journal, and I find that works extremely well for me. So that's shopping lists. <laughs> I hope you didn't find it boring. It's the subject is boring, but and I'm thinking like when people read the title, they're going to be like, why would I want to listen to a podcast on shopping lists? But it's good it's good and this is just one part of the whole um meal planner series that i'm doing as i say if you want the checklist you know i've got a checklist it's going to help you to implement all of these ideas without having to kind of listen and try and remember each point um make it much more organized and much more simple and i've got a link in the show notes so you can download that for free um there's more episodes to come on the meal planner um, journey <laughs> that we're going on. Um, again, if you want the meal planner journal, that's going to be in the links as well. Just um, look in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please hit subscribe and please tell people about it. Let's grow this. Let's, you know, let's make meal planning and cooking hacks something that everyone can enjoy. Okay really enjoyed this session really I did (laughs) and I look forward to um, the next episode more meal planning hacks coming your way happy eating happy eating